NDTV has gone straight from reporting the news to being the news. All because of a hostile takeover attempt from none other than India's richest man. Yes, after owning everything from ports to airports, Adani might soon become a majority stakeholder in NDTV. But wondering why this is a hostile takeover? Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Click on the subscribe button to never miss an update from us. Here's your story for today. The deal Adani's media arm AMG Media Works Limited is set to acquire 29.18% of NDTV through warrants and an additional 26% through an open offer. Confused? Let's get into the nitty-gritties. NDTV has a promoter company called RRPR Holding Private Limited. This company owns 29.18% of NDTV. Now, back in 2009, RRPR had taken a loan worth 403 crore rupees from Vishwapradhan Commercial Private Limited. RRPR didn't have to pay any interest on this loan as long as it paid back the money in 2019. But since this was a huge risk, VCPL took convertible warrants, which can basically be turned into the company's shares for 99.9% stake in RRPR. RRPR failed to pay back the loan. Meanwhile, VCPL was acquired by AMG, Adani's media arm a few days back. So the convertible warrants that VCPL is now exercising because its loan wasn't repaid will now go to Adani. Now, Adani is betting big on media because a media company allows you to float your own narrative. So he wasn't happy with a minority stake in NDTV, which is why Adani Group is also launching an open offer. Basically, it is asking NDTV's existing shareholders to sell their stake at 294 rupees a share because it wants to buy an additional 26% stake in the company. Why is this being called a hostile takeover? Because the owners of RRPR were not even consulted before this whole thing began. Now, Adani's move to expand his media business further, which is going to cost it a whopping 492.81 crore rupees, has raised a lot of eyebrows. Especially because the news came on the same day that financial research company Credit Sites launched a report stating that the Adani group was, quote-unquote, deeply over-leveraged and could spiral into a debt trap. Even without expanding into the media space, Adani, the richest man in Asia, has managed to make it to the headlines every other day thanks to his massive acquisition sprees. Just in the past year, the Adani group has spent over 1.3 lakh crore rupees. The number is from May 2022 and has probably grown a lot by now on 32 acquisitions. And the company has a total debt of 2.3 lakh crore rupees, almost double that of Ambani's. Wondering why the richest man in Asia is borrowing so much money? Because that's how business works. The major part of a billionaire's wealth is paper wealth, meaning they don't actually have this money. 
their wealth and worth is determined by the stock value of their company. Which is why Ambani and Adani keep switching places as Asia's richest men. Now, suppose Adani wants money to acquire NDTV. He could either sell some of his stake to get cash to buy the company or he could borrow money from banks. If he goes for option one, he'll have to pay taxes on the profits he makes from the sale of shares. And this tax will be much higher than the interest he'll have to pay on the loan he takes from the banks. So he obviously chooses option two, like most smart businessmen. But the problem now lies in the fact that he has borrowed too much money. And his conglomerate's total earnings before tax are 4x lower than his borrowings. On the other hand, RIL's debt-to-earnings ratio is 0.7, giving it a better credit rating than our country. And the worst part, Adani and his family have invested very little money in these ventures, relying mainly on debt. Which means they will have little to lose if these companies go down. Who will suffer then? SBI, PNB, Canara Bank, Standard Chartered, Barclays and the countless other banks and their customers who've invested money in these companies. And that's not all. There are other problems that Credit Sites has found with the Adani Group. First, it is entering too many unrelated and capital-intensive businesses. This increases the load on the company, raising chances of failure. And second, Adani is clearly in a competition with Ambani and is entering more and more sectors where Ambani has a presence. This competitive spirit is increasing Adani's debt and may cost the company in the long run. While this report has led the company to lose 94,000 crore rupees due to a stock market sell-off, investors have been mainly bullish on Adani. Adani Enterprises and Adani Green Energy have grown 1,300% since 2020, while Adani Total Gas has grown 900%. In the same time, the Sensex grew only 42%. Adani Group's price-to-earnings ratio is 124, which means people are ready to pay 124 rupees to the company for every one rupee it earns. That's the kind of faith people have in the company. But this faith also poses a major problem. Because if the conglomerate falls from this height, a lot of people are going to get hurt. In fact, our entire economy could be impacted. And since Adani is currently betting big on infrastructure and growth, an upcoming recession could be just what it takes to bring its house of cards tumbling down. This could be India's ever-grand moment. However, some believe the company is too big to fail and even Credit Sites has taken comfort in the fact that it has strong support from banks and the government. Only time will tell if Adani will be able to make it big or will it come crashing down. For now, it's a wrap on today's story. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more tomorrow.